Hey everybody, this is a new series of episodes here at Keep Talking that I'm calling Sensitive Subjects. I wanted to do this because we live in a time where we are often afraid to speak our minds on certain issues, but I think it's important to do so. Now, in these episodes, I'll be expressing my opinion on the subject at hand, and my opinions don't necessarily reflect the opinion of Keep Talking as an organization. I'm not an expert on most of these subjects, but I am doing enough basic research before recording to have gained enough knowledge about the topic to have an opinion that I think is worth sharing. All right, I hope you enjoy. All right, everybody, this one is a real sensitive subject for a lot of people here in the United States, in America. America, as we like to call it, the country that I live in. Um, if you you know, if you don't know, if you listen to this podcast, um, I live in Minnesota, which is a state in the uh, northern kind of central part of the United States, and. Well, yeah, um, guns in America is a, a major issue, has been for a long time, and it obviously still is today. And, you know, I'm, I'll state right from the beginning, I do have a stance on this. I do have a position uh, related to the, the Second Amendment, for example, you know, and the right to bear arms, quote unquote, which I'm going to present in a few moments here. Um, however, I definitely don't have like a, a solution to the problem, you know, and what is the problem? Well, the people would say that the problem is the number of people who are killed by by gun violence throughout the United States, um, the number of people killed in school shootings, um, mass shootings, things like that. I mean, yeah, it's a huge problem. I don't have some incredible solution to it. Obviously, this does not just exist in the United States. It does exist in other parts of the world. However, statistically, the school shootings thing is definitely a much bigger issue here. Uh, gun violence itself, um, you know, there are other countries that you could argue have it worse. Anyway, um, so very sensitive subject, obviously. Um, I, you know, part of the reason I enjoy just doing these um, episodes is because I do kind of use it as a learning experience where I do some research for myself. I mean, a lot of these topics are topics that I don't necessarily know that much about going in, and then I do some more research on my own, try to kind of come up with an opinion based on everything I learn, and then, you know, kind of teach what I learn and, and offer my opinion, because I think ultimately, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to do that, even if it's something that I'm not like the biggest, biggest expert on. I think it's still valuable to share our opinions. Um, and, you know, the reason that I don't typically have guests on these episodes or really any Keep Talking episodes nowadays is simply just because... It, does, it doesn't really work with my schedule and lifestyle right now. Um, to make a long story short, it would be good probably to have some guests talk about these topics, and maybe that's something I'll look into in the future. But um, it's difficult for me to do right now. Anyway, um, let's talk about this this one. Uh, you know, guns in America, gun ownership, uh, the Second Amendment. And I basically, by default now, am a supporter of the Second Amendment. Okay, uh, and the right to to bear arms. Now, um, you know what the Second Amendment says is uh, it's you know essentially uh, having a, a quote unquote well regulated militia um, to support the security of a free state and the right of individuals to bear arms shall not be infringed upon. So people should have the right to bear arms to have weapons, okay? And the reason I say that I'm a default supporter of this in all cases now is because I, I do not own a, a weapon. I do not own a firearm or gun, uh, but I do have a permit to carry, which is something that I've um, gotten recently, uh, just kind of, kind of as I've started changing my my views on a lot of things. Now, actually, the main reason that I have it um, is sort of an indirect reason, but I'm getting into hunting, um, mostly bow hunting, actually, is what I plan to do. Um, you know, shooting with uh, 
a, a compound bow and arrows. My plan is to hunt deer, which is something that's very common here in Minnesota where I live in the fall and winter. And my plan is to do it bow hunting with bow, bow and arrow, not with a firearm. There are a lot of people who do it with firearms, rifles, um, I, at the same time, I decided, well, it would probably be good for me to learn how to use a firearm, to learn how to use a gun, and so I've taken a, a couple of basic classes and lessons on that as well. Um, I do have a permit to carry in case I decide to purchase a firearm at some point. Uh, I do not own one. I may at one point own one just for possible self-defense purposes or possibly um you know, may take it with me hunting, which is a common thing. Uh, I'm not really sure about that yet. But the point is, I do now have a permit to carry and, um, you know, by default, support the Second Amendment. Um, and just kind of in my opinion in general, I do think that we as individual citizens should have the right to bear arms. Now, there's a lot, like a lot of these topics, it's a big, big gray area. Um, who knows? My opinion may change over time. But this is not just like a black and white thing. And I'm kind of going to get into more of the details here in a moment. Now, as I mentioned in previous sensitive subjects episodes, um, I you know I identify very much as a Republican now here in the United States. Okay, a, uh, well, yeah. Now let's just go with that, a Republican. And <clears throat> this may seem a bit odd, but actually, quite a bit of the reason for this is because of a lot of it is actually because of what's happened over the past three years, uh, the way the media and particularly. Um, Let's let's call it the left wing political ideology here in the United States has treated the pandemic and just um, the media, the news. I really, um, I've really become very against. Um, I'll just call it the left wing media here in the United States because about eighty percent of the media coverage, in my opinion, here in the United States is very liberal, progressive, left leaning, and I don't really like them. I think that they're very dishonest. I think that. Um, it's a whole big topic, and that's probably not the greatest explanation to convince people of my reasoning for some of this stuff. But I've also, as I take a, a bigger look into some of these hot political topics here in the United States, um, particularly I, like I did one on abortion, um, you know, a month or two ago here on sensitive subjects, and I stated the fact that I am basically pro-life at this point, um, which is a very Republican quote-unquote stance, as well as um, you know my stance now related to the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms and things like that um, on many, many core issues now I identify as what we would consider a Republican in the United States. And this is also one of those issues. And, you know, it's actually, it's a bit odd now because most people kind of who know me would find it strange since I'm someone who's very, um, you know, I suppose on, on <laughs> immigration is a tricky one, but, um, you know, since I have a lot of international travel experience, I have tons of, um, you know, international friends, um, you know, that live both here in the U.S. and abroad, uh, you know, I speak different languages, I would be kind of seen as more of like a, a liberal, a progressive, a Democrat, right? It, it would seem more obvious just because as here in the United States, a lot of times someone who identifies as a Republican might be seen from the outside as like, oh, he's a nationalist, a racist even, you know, and a lot of this is kind of, you know, um, the effect of having Donald Trump as president for four years. But um, to make a long story short, from the outside, people may, might assume that I'm more of a, a Democrat, but I, I do identify as a Republican at this point. And, you know, that's it's kind of irrelevant to this whole podcast, but I just want to put it out there because I think a lot of us are kind of afraid to express where we stand politically, and I'm, I'm not at this point. Anyway, so let's get back to this whole... Um you know the the issue of of the Second Amendment and um, you know guns in America and things like that and. 
you know, essentially, when you'll hear, you hear certain people make the argument, you know, like I even heard, you know, Ben Shapiro, who is, you want to talk about Republicans, he is a very, he's a very well-educated, very smart, kind of nerdy and snobby-sounding Republican commentator that talks about a lot of these issues, and, you know, his biggest thing is that, you know, in his little nasally voice, he goes like, I do not necessarily believe that right now there is a reason, there is a need to have guns and assault rifles as a possible way to, <laughs> I'm, I'm overdoing it, but as a possible way to, um, you know, take on a rogue tyrannical government. But I am, I do believe that that's something that could happen in the future, that the government of the United States of America could become rogue and tyrannical and we might need to have civilians and a well-organized militia who has firearms and is able to defend ourselves against that government, okay? Like the argument is basically that, even though we might think that our government is good now um, and treats people well, which that's up for debate also, but we need to be to have you know citizens, regular ordinary citizens, have the ability to defend themselves against a government that could start going against what the people want. And I would kind of argue, and probably a lot of people, <clears throat> Republicans <laughs> like me, might also argue that we're kind of already in that state a little bit. We, we don't trust the government that much. We really just don't. And um, I think that the U.S. government in general is a good government. I think it does a pretty good job for most of its citizens living here. However, I don't, I don't trust it in certain aspects. I also don't really like the way the U.S. government operates in terms of foreign policy at this point. Long story short, like I, I you know, I, I love my country and I think that the government does pretty good things overall, but I just don't really I'm not I'm not like a 100% backer of it in all areas and I don't fully trust it in all areas. That's all I'll say. And so I do think that it's good to for us as citizens to have the right to uh, more of an ability to defend ourselves uh, against a government that may go against our will, whether that's now or at some point in the somewhat distant future. Okay, now, do you necessarily need to have guns uh, to do that? Well, you know, maybe not, but it's just one of the defense mechanisms, right? Um, that's kind of like the main argument that people, one of the main arguments people will make about the right to bear arms, you know, and I'll get more into the, the pros and cons, so to speak, here in a minute of having the right for, you know, individual citizens to bear arms. But, but what are we looking at here? When we talk about this issue, it's like, okay, there's the school shootings, the mass shootings, the, the, the homicides, the gun deaths that exist, you know, around the country and around the world. Now, in the U.S., we hear about tons of school shootings, and I'm not going to sit, sit here and rattle off statistics, because obviously this is something that's been happening since Columbine, which was that 1995 or 1996. There have been a lot of mass shootings at schools here in the U.S. It's definitely more common than any other country in the world, and it's a big problem. I'm not going to deny that. And, you know, when you look at the statistics on it, it's kind of strange because when I was looking at, like, you know, the weapons used in these, I, I had always heard that it's more, you know, it's mostly like assault rifles and these, these you know, these weapons that just shouldn't be necessary even for civilian defense. Um, but then I was reading the statistics and apparently, like, it happens more with, with handguns as, as opposed to assault rifles. I don't know. Don't quote me on this. But, but and I was also watching this debate. It was a really interesting debate that they have on Vice. It's this, you know, YouTube channel that they have all these interesting debates, uh, people who support versus don't support certain things. And, you know, it was a really good debate about whether or not, um, one part of it was whether or not um, regular civilians should be able to own assault rifles or assault weapons as opposed to just, you know, a smaller handgun. Because uh, obviously I'm not even, you know, a guns, uh, a weapons expert, but, you know, you can do a lot worse things with an assault rifle uh, than with a pistol. Um, 
like I said, I'm, 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 I'm literally not. I'm not an expert on firearms by any means. I do know how to use a, a pistol. Okay, I've been trained on how to use a pistol. Uh, never have in a real-life situation. I've never been in the military, anything like that. Uh, but I'm not really an expert on all this stuff. But essentially, it's like, okay, so... You know, in order to stop the school shootings, you know, well, well, what do we do? I mean, yes, obviously we need to make it so that people who should not have access to these weapons, whether it's any type of gun, you know, pistol or assault rifle or whatever, don't have access to it. The the people, uh, a lot of times the, the supporters of the Second Amendment and everything will say, well, it's a mental health problem. It's not a guns problem. I mean... I, Maybe, yeah. I mean, it seems to be it's it seems to be both, right? It's an access to guns problem. It's also a mental health problem. It's all of the above, right? Um, then there's the issue. You know, people talk about well, we need to make more stringent background checks. You know, just background checks. Don't let people get guns, etc. Which, you know, that's another topic. I like I said, I've never actually purchased a gun. I do have a permit to carry now, which is <laughs> pretty easy to get. I mean, you have to you technically go through a background check. But literally, like when I went in to get get my permit to carry, I like I had to make this appointment with this government office downtown, and I like went in there. I like blocked off like an hour and a half on my schedule because I'm like, all right, it's going to take me ten minutes to walk there. I'm going to be there for like an hour, probably answering like a lot of tough questions. Like I was out of there in like two minutes. <laughs> it's like okay, that was like nothing. So I will say that like getting a permit to carry is not a challenging thing, um, at least not where I live. Now I'm assuming that buying a weapon might be a little more difficult. But then again, like I've been you know um you know getting ready for my my new hunting journey i've been in cabela's recently which is a big store you know kind of an outdoorsman type store here in the u.s and at cabela's i mean you you know it's not like they have them sitting right there for people just to take they're like behind you know glass locked up but there's just all sorts of guns in there i mean you know you can with the right permit you can go in there and buy any weapon you want basically and like i don't mean to make light of the matter but it was kind of funny because i was like reading a I remember I was reading a book. This is a fiction book. Like 10 years ago, I was reading this thing. And it was just like one of the main characters in this fictional book. But obviously, fictional books are mostly based on reality. Was talking about how... Um, you know, he was from a different country and it was in, he was in the U S and, <laughs> and like made some joke about how like only in America can you go into a store and buy all these guns and ammo right off the shelf. <laughs> and I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> um, like I said, I'm laughing about it now, but it's, yeah, it, it is the reality. You go into the store and you just see all these different types of guns in addition to all the other stuff they have in there. Um, so, you know, technically, yeah, we do need permits. We need background checks. Those things are in place. I'm sure they could be improved. Uh, but the bottom line is, yes, guns are more accessible here in the U.S. than they are elsewhere. Now, th- what where the question becomes interesting, though, is like, is the, you know, the right to own guns is that really the problem, though? Because, like, okay, yeah, school shootings have proven to be worse in the United States than anywhere else. I think statistics will agree with that. Now, as far as, like, total gun deaths per capita, okay, you know, U.S. among, I think, statistically is, like, the second country, in the second worst country in the world in terms of total gun deaths. Brazil is actually worse. It has more total. And then per capita gun deaths, the, the U.S. is actually not even, like, in the top 10. I mean, most of the countries that per capita, per population, have the most gun deaths are in Central and South America, um, and it's, you know, they're places that have a lot of violence and a lot of gangs. And, you know, another argument that 
supporters of the Second Amendment will make is that, well, people are going to get guns no matter what. If it's illegal, you know, it's similar to like the drugs arguments. Like you might as well legalize marijuana because people are going to get it anyway, even if it's illegal and that makes it worse and crime and gangs. I mean, and the same argument is kind of made with guns. It's like, well, people who want guns are still going to get guns, even if they're made completely illegal to own. You know, the guns are out there. People are going to get them, right? Um, and I mean, I think to a certain extent, that's probably true when you look at statistics from places like, you know, El Salvador, Venezuela, um, these places that have really high rates of gun deaths and much stricter gun laws, as I understand it, than the U.S., right? The U.S. has probably, you know, the most... The U.S. has probably the it's probably the easiest country to get a gun legally. Okay, um, and all of these other countries where it's you know much tougher legally, they have uh, higher. I am so sorry that, that there is someone who has texted me like 15 times on my work phone. I'm not sure if you can hear that ding in the background, but this is what happens when you do life as a podcaster and you have a regular nine to five job as well. But if it was uh, that important, this person would just call rather than text a thousand times. So anyway, we'll get back to that at the end. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think that ultimately when you, at least in my opinion, when you look at, at gun related deaths, per capita it's it seems to be more directly related to the situation of the country itself and the amount of crime and just the amount of gangs rather than the gun laws it seems like independent of you know i'm generalizing here but it seems like independent of what the access to guns are legally if there's a country with a lot of crime that's not in a good position economically and has gang issues and drug issues there's going to be gun violence okay um and so I mean, it's it's really tough because you know here in the U.S. we have I mean the school shootings are what make the news, but obviously what what well it makes the news, but probably not enough is just homicides. I mean, yeah, you know, all over and including the city that I live in here in Minneapolis, um, it's probably worse in places like Chicago. Um, I mean, in any major city in the U.S. you go to, and there is going to be a lot of gun related deaths. There are there are a lot of, of you know gun related homicides. These are not mass shootings. These are related to you know you know just regular crime, gang violence, things like that. And you know people will also talk about uh, you know police and, and and racism, right? And um, which is something that definitely still exists here in the U.S. It's probably worse than I had originally realized it was. Like up until 2020, when George Floyd was killed. Um, here in in my city in Minneapolis, I really didn't think that that you know racism or police racism was an issue here in the United States um, that much anymore nowadays. It's I've started kind of you know studying it more since then and have realized yeah this is still a bigger problem than I realized it was. But I mean that's another element of this whole thing. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to go too much into the details of that. But um, I don't know. So, I mean, that's kind of like the, the general overview of it. Like, yes, we definitely do have a gun violence issue here in the United States. The school shootings are a problem. The, the homicides, uh, just as related to drugs and crime and gang violence, is a problem. But then, you know, like the question is, it's like, what do we do about it? And then, like, what are the pros and cons of, of you know, having this, the Second Amendment as it is, right? And just allowing people to legally get a permit to you know, own a weapon and then to, to buy a weapon, right? I mean, because the people who, who agree with it 
will say, okay, first you make that argument and you defend against a potential tyrannical government. It's, I mean, it seems kind of far-fetched to like some people here on the left in the United States, but I don't think it should be. I mean, you look throughout the history of humanity and yeah, maybe here in the United States, we haven't had like a tyrannical government in the last couple hundred years, but you look all over the place and history is just ripe with examples of this, even in the not so distant past. And there obviously are lots of tyrannical governments still around the world today. Um, so I think that's a legitimate argument. Um, you know, people who, you know, support the right to bear arms say criminals are going to get weapons anyway. Um, they'll say that, like I said, mental health is the problem. Sometimes they'll say that, you know, it, it reduces other crimes by having these sort of weapons. Um, you know, like if you have an ability to defend yourself, then you're not, I mean, essentially just having the ability to defend yourself is going to make it so other crimes are not as likely to happen, like in the household, um, which, yeah, I can agree with that. Although, I mean, sometimes it's like is, I don't know, um, it may be better to not have a gun. Like if you if you have a gun and someone realizes that you might only be kind of provoking them. I mean, this is a tricky topic as well. Um, now, I mean, the reasons that people would argue against this, I have some friends who would strongly argue against this and say, you know, no, we need to just, people need to own less guns. We need to have less guns in the hands of civilians in the United States. And they'll just point to the, the statistics about number one, school shootings, number two, just overall violence in the United States. It is more of a risk to the household if you have children and, you know, if you have a gun in the home, like, yeah, you can have it locked up, be in a safe, everything. But ultimately, having guns in the house is much more of a risk to the household if you're not very careful. Now, um, people will say it also is increasing the cost of law enforcement because this is another thing. People will say, like, well, why don't we just create, like, more law enforcement in the schools, for example? You know, like, I, I don't even know, like, make it like airport security to get into a school or something like that, which is... I don't know if that's the best idea to have kids going through that every day in their schools. I, I don't know. That's a tricky topic as well. But, um, you know, and then people will talk about how essentially you're uh, creating, you know, like an arms race. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's lots of arguments for or against. But where I want to bring this back just to kind of to end this off is, once again, I, I don't have a, a solution, right? Um <laughs> I was also just looking here because I know I shouldn't be laughing when I talk about these serious topics, but the reason I was laughing is because when I was reading through like pros and cons of, you know, gun ownership or essentially of the second amendment being the way it is, is like literally I'm finding these articles and it's just like plagiarism all over the place on the internet. Honest to God. Like I read like two articles and I'm like, this is like the exact same article from two different sources. Like somebody stole it from the other one. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, so the, the the reason, the big point I just want to come back to is, like I said, I don't have a solution, okay? Um, like I said, by default, I do support the Second Amendment at this point. I do think individuals should have the right to bear arms. Um, and my big thing at this point is kind of guns, guns already exist. Guns are out there, and... I think that individuals like myself, civilians, should have just as much of a right to have access to them as governments or people who work for governments. Um, and the reason is because I, I'm fairly skeptical of governments in general and you know government organizations, and I don't trust a government or government organization or a military necessarily 
more than I trust ordinary civilians. Now, yes, ordinary civilians should be trained. We should all be, if we're going to, if you're going to own a gun, you should be trained properly on how to use one. And, you know, like I said, I've been trained properly on how to use one. And keeping, this is another point I want to hammer home. Like the people who have gone through proper training on how to use a firearm, it's similar to like martial arts, okay? People who have been properly trained on, in a martial art are like the least likely to actually fight someone out on the street. Same thing, people who've been trained how to properly use a gun are the least likely, in my opinion, to fire one at a time when they should not, okay? Because that is like the the first thing that you learn when you go through any firearms training course is like, you do not point your gun, you, you know, you treat the gun as if it is loaded at all times, you do not point your gun at anyone ever, even if it's not loaded. There are multiple conditions that need to be met before you would even, you know, pull out a firearm if you're carrying one and point it at someone. Like, you have to be under direct threat. You have to be have no other way out. I mean, it's serious. Um, you know, long story short, people who, who have gone through proper firearms training are not very likely to use a firearm at the wrong time in the wrong way okay now the, the big thing here is that these weapons already exist they exist in society it's and, and am i talking about like an arms race well maybe i mean because i compare it to the way that nuclear weapons can be talked about like yeah you could say we should do disarmament and the u.s should get rid of all its nuclear weapons but i mean what would that mean you know russia for example china you know whoever else they have all these nuclear weapons if we get rid of all of our nuclear weapons then what happens um, do they, does Russia use nuclear weapons against Ukraine? Does, you know, there's that argument that can be made. And I think that that argument can be made regarding human beings and civilians and the guns that exist in society. Because um, we, you know, like I said, they, they exist. They're already out there. They're not going anywhere. You could make it so it's illegal to purchase them, but there's still going to be, you know, millions and millions of guns around the world. Okay. And so then whose hands do they go into? Do they go into just the government's hands? Do they just stay in criminals' hands? Because, you know, and I don't even like to use the word criminals because I feel like people that resort to criminal activity are mostly regular human beings to begin with who fell into a bad spot for one reason or another. But the point is, like, if you don't allow, if you make it illegal for good upstanding citizens, quote unquote, to own guns, they're still going to be out there. They're going to be owned by governments, which may or may not go rogue at some point, and they're going to be owned by gangs. Okay, they're going to be out there. All right. So another thing too, this is really getting kind of, you know, out there now, but why do human beings at this point, why do we control the world? Why are we the, the dominant animal on this planet at this point? Okay. It's because of the technology that we have. And weapons are a part of that technology. And, and this is really like getting like way into the future. But like if we started getting rid of like, if we just like try to disarm completely, like no more guns, no more weapons, anything like that. A big part of what makes humans able to control animals and control the world we do is the fact that we own these weapons. Because without all the weapons that we've developed, we would have never been able to kill animals the way that we do and... Um, you know, essentially dominate the world the way that we do. And this is getting, it's getting too philosophical and people could probably make counter arguments to that. But uh, the point is, is the, the weapons are out there. The weapons are out there. And unless we were to live in this amazing, perfect world where we could like go back to zero, get rid of all the weapons, make it so that humans don't need the weapons for anything. I just don't see a logical short to medium term solution that you can say that you can make um, against the argument I'm making. Um... There's a quote that says it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Um, 
and I'm kind of leaning more towards that as I get older, to be honest. Um, it's better to, you know, know how to use the weapons and know how to defend yourself, even if you don't ever have to, than to not have that capability. That's kind of the argument that I make. And um, like I said, sometimes it's fairly easy to record a podcast episode like this when I'm standing here by myself. Um, and I'm not sure what the counter arguments would be. Well, I mean, I can think of a few. I'm sure there would be a lot of counter arguments, and I'm sure that some people would take everything that I just said and totally pick it apart and be like, you know what, that's wrong, that's inaccurate, that's a bad idea, that's a ridiculous way to look at things, and maybe. Um, I don't know, but it's a tough topic. It's a very tough topic, and that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. Opinions do change over time. Maybe my opinion will change over time, but um, yeah, that's all I got for today, so I um, hope you enjoyed the episode. Maybe